Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is it okay to say wow, folks? I mean, Wow. What a road trip for your Dallas Stars. Welcome into a post-game edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle, flying solo, but we had to get on the microphone tonight, and we had to talk about this Stars road trip. A perfect three-for-three, picking up six points, and off to their best nine-game start on the road in the history of the franchise. And they finish it off and put a stamp in style, winning tonight by the score of eight to three over the Minnesota Wild. I mean, where do we start? 16 goals in the last three games for your Dallas Stars. And, you know, I was thinking before the game dates back to 2019, and we quickly forget. But when these two are on the same ice, it has to be brought up. Back in 2019, remember, a lot of us were wondering, should we sign Matt Zuccarello, who came over at the trade deadline and performed so well, like fit in perfect with the Dallas Stars? And he ended up going to Minnesota, and along comes Joe Pavelski. And Zuccarello's put up, he leads the team in many categories for the Wild. But I think we'd all agree that Joe Pavelski was the better signing of the two. So that was something I thought of early. Um, clearly, you can see that these two teams are very chippy with each other. And we'll get into that um, in just a couple of moments. So Stars play again on Tuesday uh, against the Coyotes back at home. So another division matchup. And the Yotes have been playing really well this year, actually, for a rebuilding team. So we talk about the stars and how they can get off to a fast start. And Sean and I have talked on previous spits and suds that this is a massive issue for the stars that they play catch up. And it seems as though it takes for a while to get the legs going. Well, not tonight as the stars draw basically on the first shift of the game. Joe Pavelski would be the second shift, actually. Joe Pavelski comes on the ice, draws an interference call, and gets the rebound off a slap shot off the point. Um, started with Jamie Ben on the power play. And this is what I love about doing this podcast. I love rewinding and saying, okay, I understand the primary assist, and I understand who scored the goal, but how did it start? And one of the things that the Stars have struggled on, that they were so good last year, and that's why they were one of the better power play teams last year is winning that initial draw and winning 
the draws in the offensive zone to get the power play set up early. They did that tonight. Jamie Ben with a nice clean win. Back to the point. Joe Pavelski off the rebound. All of a sudden, it is one to nothing. Star. So the quick start happened tonight. And I think pretty much, and this is the end of a three-game road trip. And these are the games where you say, well, you know, could the legs get tired? Um, because this was kind of a grinder of a road trip, but they didn't seem to get tired uh, throughout the night. I will say, you know, one of the things that I was surprised at, and I continue to be surprised at, is the absence of Ty DeLandria in the lineup. That's not a bad thing, because when you have people like Joel Hanley and Ty DeLandria as healthy scratches, you know you have uh, a lot of depth. And the Stars need that depth because they can't really call up someone from the minors unless they're going to be gone for a while because they're up against the cap. So having Ty DeLandria ready to go, and, you know, I mean, that's very important. But I would like to see him going because I hearken back to the Boston game. And in that Boston game, I thought him and Wyatt Johnston were two of the best stars on the ice. So I don't understand the consecutive healthy scratches. Maybe it had to do with Sam Steele going back to Minnesota, wanted to get him another game there. But I would like to see Ty DeLandria uh, back in the lineup soon. So uh, from there, it was... You know, just just the stars, basically every single time the wild tried to get something going, the stars responded. We talk about the power play. I mean, you want to talk about getting back and improving your percentages and going up from 29th in the league in power play percentage. Well, five for eight on the power play will certainly do that. Man, was that impressive. In fact, two goals on shorthanded opportunities. So seven special team goals tonight, seven out of your eight goals were scored on special teams tonight. That is pretty impressive. Erratic Foxa was impressive tonight, scoring a shorthanded goal. Now, Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, that goal that Foxa scored and maybe another goal, you know, you look and, how rare is it that your opposing goalie is going to stay in for all eight goals? But that was the case tonight. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but Marc-Andre Fleury, I thought was really good tonight. I thought the stars could have put up 10 or 11 goals. They continued to hurt that Minnesota defense, which is struggling this year and a Minnesota team, which is, you know, struggling in general. And now they go off to Europe to play. So, uh, Dean Evison's been the coach there for four years. We just saw Jay Woodcroft get the boot in Edmonton. And I wonder if there'll be some close eyes on Minnesota as far as a head coaching uh, decision. But from a defensive standpoint, the Stars took advantage. And you can see all the goals. If you go back and watch the highlights of tonight, you're going to see in tight goals. And that's when the Stars are at their best. Not necessarily shooting from the outside. But go back if you can and see how many of those stars goals were off rebounds or just screens in front of the net or creating havoc in front of Marc-Andre Fleury. And the scouting report was in because you could see on a lot of these breakaways and there were too many breakaways. If you're a Minnesota wild fan, it was unreal how 
how often the stars were getting behind the Minnesota defense. It reminded me back in the Lindy Ruff days of the Dallas stars were amazing offensively, but you know, you'd have one or two breakouts against your team, a game where you're like, what happened there? So just so many defensive breakdowns tonight by the wild, good for stars and good for the stars fans. I thought, you know, the shots on net were consistent and they were low and they were creating rebound opportunities. You know, we talked on previous podcasts that I know it seems simple, but how many times are the stars going to shoot? We talked to both Craig and Sean about this. How many times are the stars going to try to get that perfect goal, try to go top shelf and they just keep hitting the glass and, you know, just going above the net or missing the net to the right or left, not tonight because those shots in tight, just the accuracy percentage goes way up. Here's a massive stat for you tonight. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The Stars had a 61% face-off percentage in the first. That number actually went up throughout the game. Finished with a 65% to 34.9% win rate in the penalty circle. That's how you win games. You can look at shots on net and they won 37 to 26, but puck possession it was all Dallas Stars tonight. Yes, they did make a couple of mistakes. Um, Lundquist, who I thought actually played really good. I actually think Nils Lundquist, I love his aggressiveness. I love him on the second power play unit. And that second power play unit, which fe- can, features Sagan, as well as uh, Wyatt Johnston and Matt Duchesne, they've energized this power play. So the second unit is really, really clicking as far as power plays for the stars. But, you know, Lundquist makes a needless turnover and uh, Duhame, who we'll talk about, uh, scores for the Wild at a close, uh, close up backhand. And the Wild actually cut the lead uh, to two to one. Um, and the stars, you know, just continued. They never let the wild back in the game. Although there were a couple of times that you saw, you know, the wild pull within two, pull within one early, but it was really uh, all stars. Uh, 17 26, uh, right off the bat in the second period, Duchesne doing what he's doing uh, to Wyatt Johnston. Uh, Flurry was playing great, but just the puck handling ability of Matt Duchesne is so much fun to watch. He's just in such control. And if there is an offense that Matt Duchesne seems to feel uh, uh, comfortable with, 
has a high comfort level, it's a Pete DeBoer offense because this is a Matt Duchesne that we saw in his early days as far as Ottawa and how he's playing and the puck control and the confidence and the ability to go into boards. What I like about Matt Duchesne this year that we haven't really seen in the past, he's at a little bit of his edge to the game where he's winning in the corners, just a little bit of physicality. When you see Matt Duchesne and you think of the scoring ability, you know, that lower body strength is something that I never really thought of as far as Matt Duchesne, but he's winning the puck battles in the corner and with his puck possession and his eyes, he's finding that extra pass, which is paying uh, major dividends. So one of the stories that will come out of this uh, was Duhame, who scored earlier for the Minnesota Wild, late in the second period, uh, boarding on Thomas Harley. Uh, and that was a five-minute uh, major and a 10-minute misconduct. We got to thank the NHL because I love this rule where a five-minute major they can review and they can either lower the penalty or they can add a game misconduct or take away a game misconduct. Um, I really, really like what the NHL does. So um, was it intentional? I think the Minnesota Wild are a very physical team. I think that's how Coach Dean Evison likes his team to play but it was just a bad check and you could see the frustration of Duhame. Um, I think he was frustrated that that play caused him to get kicked out of the game. Um, and you could see it from the Dallas stars as well, where they went in and, you know, they got to protect the player, but at the same time, um, I don't think that, you know, it was a check that went bad. Let's just leave it at that. So it'll be interesting to see, um, I think it's an automatic hearing from the league when it's a 10 minute game misconduct, but I would expect a fine, but I would be surprised if, uh, if Duhame is, uh, suspended in that, but you can expect, uh, you can expect a fine on that. So best road start in, uh, Dallas stars history, uh, after nine games, seven, one and one. And now they come back for some home cooking, um, they got the Coyotes and then a little bit of a break. Um, and then they have the Colorado Avalanche who are also streaking. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting um, to see how they do uh, with some home cooking. But, you know, we can get particular and we can look at the mistakes and we have criticized the power play and we have criticized Mason Marchman and we have done, you know, some other you know, criticism here and there as far as, you know, about this Dallas Stars team and, you know, how they can improve. But at the same time, you know, when your team is off to that kind of start, um, it's okay to nitpick, but let's not make a big deal. This is a very, very good team. And to improve while at the same time winning, that's the best part. To be 10-3-1, knowing that you have to improve, Pete DeBoer said something very interesting the other night prior to the Winnipeg game. He talked about the team knowing that they're better going into games, and that's one thing, but they have to play better. And I think that was sending a message to the Stars that you, know, you have the ability to beat any team. 
but you have to show it and you cannot fall behind like they have been and all of a sudden trying to play catch up. So I think that was a really nice message by Pete DeBoer and it was subtle and it was set after a win in Columbus. So it's not like he's calling his troops out, but I think they know that. And I think you've seen kind of a different stars team. I thought they played well against Winnipeg. We have to understand Winnipeg, a division rival. They've been playing really well. The winner of that game was going to go first in the central. So that was a tough game to go into Winnipeg and win with your backup goalie, Scott Wedgwood playing, who, by the way, played excellent against one of the best goalies in the league and Connor Hellebuck. So Winnipeg knew the importance of that game and the stars still came out with a three, two victory then to go on and face another division foe in Minnesota and putting up eight goals and 16 goals over the past three games. That's just terrific. And so this star team is hitting on a lot of cylinders and, you know, like I said, led by Matt Duchesne. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I know a lot of people will say, well, what about the first line? But, you know, Jason Robertson with two goals tonight. So, you know, I think it's coming. And that's the best part of this Stars team is depth. And we've talked about that from day one. You know, it takes the pressure off the first line. And one thing that I talked about with Sean the other day is when you have the best defenseman and some of the best defensive forwards trying to shut down that star's first line that opens up that Sagan Duchesne line uh, and Marchment to do some great things. So when you have a player like Duchesne with 13 games played, 11 points, a plus five, now coaches are going to have to go in and say, we have to account for this second line. So what do they have to do? They have to change up their defensive pairings. They might have to match up some more defensive-minded forwards against that second line. That opens up the first line for the Dallas Stars. So that's what we're talking about. And we can't forget about that fourth line tonight. That fourth line started the game in that first period and forced some penalties, created some opportunities. Uh, Smith was excellent tonight. I think Foxa. Uh, it's great to see him get on the scoreboard and I think he's played really well. And you know that I have not been the biggest Raddick Foxa guy. I love how he plays, uh, every game when he can, it's just that contract that bugs me, but now it's okay because he's on that fourth line. And I think, you know, he's not asked to do as much, not as much pressure, but that fourth line can score this year. It's not just a checking line. It can score. So you have four lines that can put pucks in the net. That is something that teams have to account for. And I think that's going to pay dividends, especially as the season moves along. Not to mention, once again, you have players like Ty Delandria, you know, as healthy scratches who can come in off the bench and provide a lot of energy for the Dallas Stars. So lots of positives uh, tonight uh, for the Dallas Stars. And 
really, really good on this road trip. That's what it's all about. And that, you know, it just, it's so great. I did want to welcome Rudy tonight. Rudy contacted me uh, on Twitter and said uh, he's at, uh, at CU cuz Rudy. Um, and he says that C U H Z R U D Y. Hey, Spittle really trying to get into NHL this year. And in particular, the stat stars, obviously, where can I tune in to hear more info on the stats and hockey in general? And so we said, you know, Hey, tune into spits and suds. And he didn't know about the podcast. So we keep saying, you know, let your friends know about the spits and suds podcast. If they're getting into hockey, uh, I'll say this. I want hockey to be all inclusive in DFW stars fans. You are absolutely amazing. It was a highlight that you sold out the lower bowl. It's amazing when I see uh, a guy like Matt day, who was nice enough and he's a spits and suds listener to come down in between periods. And we had a great hang and he's talking about, you know, with him uh, and his lovely lady, how they stay in separate seats sometimes because they don't want to give up their season tickets, but they um, love going to the games together. Just stories like that. And Matt has battled cancer. And, you know, he was so proud to say he only missed, I think, like three or five stars games. And he's been to over a thousand. That's amazing. And that's what I love about you diehard stars fans. But I'll say this. Open it up to other stores fans because that's how we grow this game. And that's why we created uh, Spits and Suds. So you might hear myself or Sean throw out stats, or you might hear us every once in a while, or me particularly say, well, let's get into that. What does that mean? I might know the answer, but I'm trying to simplify the game. I know a lot of you stars fans might already know you know, how important time on ice is. Uh, a lot of analytic people don't believe in plus minus as far as an advanced metric to look at. I actually like time on ice uh, as far as plus minus, because if good things happen when you're on ice, that means your line's clicking and that means you're doing the right things. So I do look at that as a metric. So we'll throw out things every once in a while because we want to be inclusive as far as the great game. And hopefully you'll understand that. And hopefully you can find other Stars fans or other NHL fans that you can bring into the Spits and Suds podcast because together we want to grow this thing. We want to make it a factor in, you know, as far as talking hockey, because as you can see, we're upping the episodes because you guys are calling for it. I uh, also wanted to point out tonight, as I mentioned earlier, Jay Woodcroft, despite winning, um, against Seattle, a good team. Uh, he got fired, replaced um, uh, by Chris Knobloch. And it's something interesting. So Jay Woodcroft, I hope, gets another coaching opportunity. 79-41-13 and 13 in 133 regular season games. So he coached for three seasons. He was 14-14 and 14 in the Stanley Cup. Uh, playoffs replaced uh, former Stars coach uh, Dave Tippett, uh, and he was formerly the coach of uh, Bakersfield uh, for Edmonton. So, you know, I think what's interesting in this is that Edmonton got bounced in the playoffs by the eventual Stanley Cup champions. So, 
got bounced the first time around under Jay Woodcroft by Colorado. Colorado goes on to win the Stanley Cup. Then this past year, bounced by uh, Vegas, they go on to win the Stanley Cup. I understand they weren't clicking. They're three, nine, and one, and you can't fire the players. You cannot fire Connor McDavid. You cannot fire Leon Dreisaitl, and you have to keep those players happy. But I hope Jay Woodcroft gets another shot because I think he deserves another uh, shot. So Chris Knobloch gets hired, and this is fascinating, and I think this is part of modern-day uh, athletics. So Chris Knobloch, you're thinking off to a 3-9-1 and one start. It's time to bring in someone with veteran coaching experience to kind of who knows how to turn this around. Chris Knobloch has never coached in the NHL. He was coaching Hartford of the AHL this year. So he's making the move, coached Hartford this weekend, and now he's making the move out to Edmonton. But here's why. He coached Connor McDavid for three seasons with Erie of the Ontario Hockey League. In that time, Connor McDavid had 285 points, granted it's juniors, 97 goals, 188 assists in 166 games. So obviously there's a familiarity there. And uh, I think they want to bring someone in uh, after Dave Tippett, after Jay Woodcroft, that Connor McDavid feels comfortable with. And let's see how Chris Knobloch does. So uh, they also uh, brought an interesting movie uh, move. Sorry. Um, they brought in a uh, assistant coach with a lot of familiarity. Um, looking, hang on one second. Uh, let's see. Yeah. They brought in. Um, yeah. They brought in um, low. So, uh, former, uh, Edmonton oiler, and he'll be the assistant coach. Uh, so changes in Edmonton. Let's see if that pans out. Cause I actually thought Edmonton was going to be a playoff contender this year. And, uh, you knew the coaching change was going to happen. And so I just wanted to get that tidbit in. We'll have lots of spits and suds, uh, this week. We'll talk to Luds. We'll talk to, uh, Sean Shapiro. Also, uh, we're going to, uh, book more interviews. And once again, it's due to your feedback. Got a lot of positive feedback uh, on the uh, Jeff K interview and behind the scenes as far as uh, what's it like uh, to to be uh, a PA announcer and the questions in, in involved there. So uh, I love that you guys are giving feedback uh, to us on these interviews. So thank you very much. So once again, the Stars score eight goals, three in the first two in the second, three in the third, seven of those goals on special teams as they win their third straight on the road, 7-1-1 now on the road, best nine-game start in Dallas Stars history, and they win 8-3 to tonight against the Minnesota Wild. Back at it again on Tuesday and then against on Saturday, two more division opponents the Coyotes, and the Avalanche. So just wanted to give you a quick recap after this road trip, and we'll have lots of spits and suds uh, this week as we continue uh, to talk about this Dallas Stars team off to a red-hot start. So thanks for listening, everybody. Once again, tell your friends to subscribe to Spits and Suds. We truly appreciate the support. That's going to do it for me, Gavin Spittle. Have a great day, everyone.